Hello, my friends. This is Nikki. Welcome to episode 54 of Learning About the Lord. We will be reading from Maria Valtorta's Poem of the Man-God, Volume 1. And today we'll be seeing how Isaac, who was one of the shepherds who witnessed the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, and who suffered 30 years of illness and challenges, is now one of the Lord's disciples and preaches him, has always preached him, and continues to preach him now that he has been reunited with him. So Jesus and Isaac are sitting together on the grass on the riverbank, and Isaac is giving a report on his work. And he says, I tell you, Master, that humble people are better. The ones I addressed either laughed at me or ignored me. And Judas Iscariot is there, and he says, Isaac, I am of your opinion. We waste our time and lose our faith dealing with them. I am giving it up. Well, I will not, says Isaac, but it makes me suffer. I will give up only if the Master tells me. For years I have been accustomed to suffering out of loyalty to the truth. I could not tell lies to get into the good graces of the mighty ones. And do you know how many times they came to make fun of me in the room where I was ill, promising help? Oh, they were certainly false promises. If I would say that I had lied, and that you, Jesus, were not the newborn Savior. But I could not lie. If I had lied, I would have denied my own joy. I would have killed my only hope. I would have rejected you, my Lord, reject you. In my dark misery, in my dreary illness, there was always a sky strewn with stars above me, and the two major stars, like two most pure moons, were Joseph and Mary, smiling at the newborn baby, and at us poor shepherds, and your bright, innocent, kind, holy, holy, holy face in the center of the sky of my heart. I could not reject that sky of mine. I did not want to deprive myself of its light, as there is no other so pure. I would have rather rejected my own life, or I would have lived in torture rather than reject you, my blessed remembrance, my newborn Jesus. Jesus lays his hand on Isaac's shoulder and smiles. Judas Iscariot speaks again, and he says, So you insist? I do, says Isaac. Today, tomorrow, and the day after again, someone will come. How long will the work last? asks Judas Iscariot. I don't know, says Isaac. But believe me, it is enough not to look either ahead or back and do things day by day, and in the evening, if we have worked with profit, we say, Thank you, my God. And if without any profit, we just say, I hope in your help for tomorrow, God. I do in my mission what I did during my sickness. Thirty years' infirmity is no trifling matter. I was ill, but I never counted those years. I went on speaking of him, both to myself and to good people. Now, if I look back, now that from old I have become young, what do I see of my past? Nothing. It is past. Nothing here, says Jesus, but in heaven it is everything for you, Isaac, 
and that everything is waiting for you. And then Jesus speaks to everyone, and he says, You must do so. I do so myself. We must go on, without getting tired. Tiredness is one of the roots of human pride, and so is haste. Why is man annoyed by defeats? Why is he upset by delays? Because pride says, Why say no to me? So much delay for me? This is lack of respect for the Apostle of God. No, my friends, look at the whole universe and think of him who made it. Meditate on the progress of man and consider his origin. Think of this hour which is now being completed and count how many centuries have preceded it. The universe is the work of a calm creation. The Father did not do things in a disorderly way, but he made the universe in successive phases. Man is the work of patient progress, the present man, and he will more and more progress in knowledge and in power. And such knowledge and power will be holy or not holy, according to his will. But man did not become skilled all at once. The first parents, expelled from the garden, had to learn everything, slowly, progressively. They had to learn the most simple things, that a grain of corn is more tasty if ground into flour, then kneaded and then baked. And they had to learn how to grind it and bake it. They had to learn how to light a fire, how to make a garment by observing the fleece of animals, how to make a den by watching beasts, how to build a pallet by watching nests. They learned how to cure themselves with herbs and water by observing animals that do so by instinct. They learned to travel across deserts and seas, studying the stars, breaking in horses, learning how to balance boats on water by watching the shell of a nut floating on the water of a stream. And how many failures before success! But man succeeded, and he will go further. But he will not be happier on account of his progress because he will become more skilled in evil than in good. But he will make progress. Is redemption not a patient work? It was decided centuries and centuries ago. It is happening now, after being prepared for centuries. Everything is patience. Why be patient then? Could God not have made everything in a flash? Was it not possible for man gifted with reason, created by the hands of God, to know everything in a flash. Could I not have come at the beginning of centuries? Everything was possible. But nothing must be violence, nothing. Violence is always against order, and God and what comes from God is order. Do not attempt to be superior to God. But then... When will you be known? asks Judas Iscariot. By whom, Judas? asks the Lord. By the world, says Judas Iscariot. Never, says the Lord. Never? But you, are you not the Savior? asks Judas Iscariot. I am, says Jesus. But the world does not want to be saved. Only one in a thousand will be willing to know me, and only one in ten thousand will will really follow me. 
and I will say even more, I will not be known even by my most intimate friends. But if they are your intimate friends, they will know you, says Judas Iscariot. Yes, Judas, they will know me as Jesus, as Jesus the Israelite, but they will not know me as he who I am. I solemnly tell you that I will not be known by all my intimates. To know means to love with loyalty and virtue, and there will be one who does not know me. Jesus takes the attitude of resigned discouragement, which is customary to him when he announces his future betrayal. He opens his hands and holds them out, turned outwards, his sorrowful face looking at neither man nor heaven, but only at his future destiny of a betrayed person. So here the Lord is talking to Judas about Judas, about how Judas will never really know him and will betray him. Do not say that, implores John. We follow you to know you more and more, says Simon Zelot, and the shepherds join their voices to his. We follow you as we would follow a bride, and you are dearer to us than she could be. We are more jealous of you than of a woman. Oh no, we know you already so much that we cannot ignore you any longer, says Judas Iscariot. And he points at Isaac, and he says, He says that to deny your remembrance of a newborn baby would have been more distressing than losing his life, and you were but a newborn baby. We know you as man and master. We listen to you, and we see your works, your contact, your breath, your kiss. They are our continuous consecration and our continuous purification. Only a Satan could deny you after being your close companion. It is true, Judas Iscariot, but there will be one, says the Lord. Woe to him, says Judas Iscariot. I will be his executioner. No, says Jesus. Leave justice to the Father. Be his redeemer, the redeemer of his soul that is inclined towards Satan. But let us say goodbye to Isaac. It is evening. I bless you, my faithful servant. You now know that Lazarus of Bethany is our friend and is willing to help my friends. I am going. You are staying here. Prepare the parched land of Judea for me. I will come later. In case of need, you know where to find me. My peace be with you. And Jesus blesses and kisses his disciple. So here it's interesting to see that Judas Iscariot says, I will be the executioner of one who betrays you. Okay? But actually, it is Judas who will betray the Lord, and it is Judas who executes himself. And Jesus tells him, No, do not be the executioner of the one who betrays me. He says, Leave justice to the Father. Be his Redeemer. He's telling Judas that even after you betray me, you can still be redeemed. You must work on redeeming your soul. And that's not what Judas did. If Judas had gone to the Virgin Mary or gone to the apostles and begged forgiveness, begged forgiveness of God, that would have taken him back. But instead, Judas despaired, gave up even on himself, and executed himself. So in this 
lesson today, we learn about the apostolate, how there must be patience, there must be time, there must be kindness, that even the creation of the world took place slowly and over time, the progression of man took place slowly and over time, and the apostolization of the world, the Christianization of the world, will take time, will go slowly, and that that's all acceptable to God. He says, if I had wanted to, I could have done everything in a flash, but nothing must be violence, nothing must be against the order of God. Do not attempt to be superior to God. Take your time, do your work, be faithful, be loyal. I ask the Lord to bless all of you. I thank you for joining me today. Go with God.